This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Lotus Women's Institute, helping companies attract, develop, and advance women in finance. Hello, and welcome to Dana Being Dana. I'm Dana Michelle, and I'm thrilled you're with us. My show is about all different aspects of the human connection, things that bring us together, and living life intentionally. Today, we are talking about wealth, generational wealth, and legacy. By definition, a legacy is money or property left to beneficiaries in a will. But your legacy, the legacy that you leave for your children and your children's children can be so much more than that. What is your legacy? Joining me now are fifth and sixth generation owners of family owned local business, Oswald's Pharmacy, a staple of Naperville since 1875. Current owner, Alex Anderson and his parents, Bill and Nikki Anderson. Also, I have the honor and privilege to co-host this episode with news journalist, author, and former Weekend anchor, Mr. Robert Jordan. In 2016, Bob retired from News at Nine on WGN and is the founder and CEO of Video Family Biographies. Bob, you've had an incredible career in journalism that spans over 50 years. What are you most proud of when it comes to your professional legacy? Well, Dana, I guess it would be uh, my daughter, Karen, um, who is following in my footsteps and I didn't even realize that was going to happen. She came home her junior year from Spelman and said, uh, Dad, I think I'm going to apply to Medill. And I said, really? I said, you know, you, you need good grades. She said, I have good grades. And she applied and got in. That was the first time we even knew that she was interested in journalism. But I had taken her to work with me when she was a little girl um, on weekends. She'd go with me and ride in the back of the car along with the crew. And I guess that made an impression on her. So um, somehow it stuck and that's what she wanted to do. Well, it's impactful indeed, for sure. Oswald's Pharmacy has been a place where wonder meets wellness for six generations. It is also Naperville's number one gift store. What is it about your legacy that has had such staying power in the community? I'll let you take that one. Well, I, I just think that the, a family business is so unique. And from generation to generation, it's the, the passion that you have to have to make things work. And it, the, the respect for every generation that preceded you is such a, such a huge value. There's, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about my grandmother and grandfather and my even my great-grandfather or great-great-grandfather. And now, turnabout, I'm looking at the next generation taking it over, and it's, there's, there's, there's pride that you take in that, but it's also the, the sense of, the huge sense of community, how you, you've been taking care of helping take care of your community for over a century. And I think that's instilled in you, like Bob, you mentioned, bringing your daughter to work and, you know, at that time she's not thinking I'm going to do this or maybe she was, but I think that's something that, yeah, I, I, those are some of my fondest memories of childhood where it was going to the pharmacy and talking to my grandfather and great grandfather about it. It's, it's the conversations you'd have. It's you're close as a grandchild or a great grandchild, but those conversations about that legacy of the business are so important and it just instills so much in you as you grow up. And by the time you find yourself running the store decades later, it's like all those little moments of childhood and growing up with the family in the business, 
it Plus kind of all a, comes together. It's a real fun place to play when you're yeah, a little kid. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> a lot is. of toys. Beanie Babies, if anyone remembers. That was uh, some wild times in the 90s. <laughs> wild times indeed. Kids love Oswalds. My children go there. And Nikki, you said even growing up, you visited there before I you I used even... to ride my bike to Oswalds Pharmacy to get candy. Yeah, yeah. Before you knew. Before, before you knew. I, before before you knew, knew him. I, yeah, I didn't know. But you know, one of the great things about the fact that you are in generation six is that rarely does that happen. Most family businesses don't make it beyond the third generation, even the second generation. You know, you, I'm sure you've heard the Henry Ford expression of shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations. And that's generally what happens. First generation makes the money in shirt sleeves. Second generation spends it. Third generation is back in shirt sleeves again, making the money. <laughs> but you guys didn't. You guys kept the business going. No pressure on me, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Well, I think that that comes from that knowledge from generation to generation. One of my favorite stories my grandmother used to say was, and this was just prior to uh, the Great Depression, and she had inherited money from her grandfather when he passed away. And she, had, there was a white Cadillac convertible, or Chrysler convertible. She was, I gotta have that. I just, it, and she's a young kid in her twenties. I gotta have that, I gotta have that. And she said, I just couldn't pull the trigger. I said, I'm gonna hang on to that money. And, and that, that's that kind of those stories that will stick with you yeah. your entire life. Well, I could really, you, well, maybe I ought to save that money and <laughs> look down the road a little bit. So, What are you proud of when it comes to your children succeeding you in the work that you've done? I, I just, well, you raise, I, I never raised any of our children that you got to take over the business. But my grandmother, when I was in high school, I loved, I loved working on cars. And one day she came up to me and says, you, you know, we've got a fr friend who's a doctor and he works on his own cars, <laughs> but you know what? The drugstore comes first. <laughs> and that kind of thing that I don't know if she was trying to guilt me into, you got to start thinking about running a pharmacy or not. But um, I never pushed any of our kids to get involved. They either liked it or they didn't. And if you would have told me when this young man was in high school that he'd be taking over the drugstore, I would have bet against it, and I would have bet bet large, <laughs> and I would and I and I would have agreed because I I had I loved the pharmacy and loved growing up in it and always was so proud of it and would always talk about it, and my wife she told me when I met Jenna she was like oh as soon as you know we settled in got married I knew you'd take over the business but well before I knew this and I was like well why she's like you had a poster of the store hanging up in your bedroom when I met you I was like well it's a cool picture from the 1930s it's vintage yeah. it looks but yeah it's, it's something I've always been proud of so by the time I came back to just help out it, yeah all the pieces kind of fell into place and it, we knew it was the right thing to do and couldn't be more excited to carry on that legacy well you know if you think about what business has been like over the centuries, generally uh, father and son, uh, mother to daughter, learned the same trades, whether it was you were the blacksmith or the carpenter or whatever, you went to work with your father and you learned the trades and that's how it was handed down from father to son, mother to daughter. And it hasn't been until the industrial revolution when uh, people began to branch out into different trades and different kinds of jobs 
So it's, it's really not unusual for that to happen. That's what you hear sitting around the table yeah. uh, is, you know, what the business is about and the tough times and the, the good times and all of that. And you mentioned, Bob, that your daughter, Karen Jordan, is on ABC mm-hmm. um, and followed you in your footsteps. And her husband's on NBC, that Christian Farr. That is true. <laughs> what wisdom have you imparted to them about, about the business and their careers? You know, they are both excellent journalists, uh, good writers, and they work with me uh, in my business when um, I get, uh, you know, overwhelmed. Um, Honesty has been very important. Um, Staying up on uh, the current events and um, making sure that you you understand and you write for the, the person who is going to they used to call it Joe Beer Can, but you're writing actually for people, for, for not specialists. You want to try and make sure that the general audience understands the stories that you're trying to write. You don't write down, but you don't write up. You, you write generally so that everyone can understand it and have a good idea of um, the, what the story's about before you try to tell it. That's great. Alex, what's some of the best advice you received from your parents about the business? Well, I think it's, you know, when I came back to the business, I sat down with not only my parents and also my grandparents to ask them about, you know, what do you think kept the business going so long? Because I wanted to create my own core values of what I was going to bring to the table moving forward with the business. And, you know, I think what my dad and grandpa have always said is just taking care of your community. And I think a lot, like you said, what was it, Joe Beer Can? <laughs> but <laughs> but just having a place that everyone's welcome and you take care of everyone in your community and can meet them where they are. You know, there's the stories of your dad getting calls at three in the morning to run down to the pharmacy and fill a prescription or bring a humidifier to somebody. And the town's changed a little bit since then, but there's still that element of, we'll do what we need to do to take care of our community. And even while we were waiting, um, talking with Liz here at the station about how hard we worked in December and January this year, just sourcing the in-demand, the coronavirus tests earlier, the PPE, and it just it's doing what you need to do so you can take care of your community. And I think that's always been probably the most important and central to the business, especially being in that healthcare realm. Especially it's trust too. I bet if you ask the average family in Naperville, do you trust the pharmacists at your business? I bet they'll say, oh, yeah, we know them. We've known them for years. We knew their parents and grandparents. And there's a trust that you're going to get it right and uh, that you're going to fill the prescriptions properly. And you're going to talk to them and ask them, hey, are you taking this along with this? And to make sure there are you know, no problems and that you look out for them because you know them. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we stress to to have our pharmacists get to know our customers and, and have a better understanding. It's where, where we would be looked at by a chain pharmacy is almost overstaffed, but we want to have enough people there to be able to not only fill your prescriptions, but talk to you about them and answer your questions and show that we, we genuinely care, that we pick up the phone when you call. Yeah. <laughs> Running a business is not easy, especially a small business. And Nikki, you've said before that your lives are so much richer because of the business and not in the ways that people might think. Can you tell us more about that? 
Sure. You know, it was interesting when we were talking about this this program and, and what the topic of conversation was. And I was so focused on Oswald's Pharmacy. Alex reminded me, Mom, you had a business for 20 years in the community as well. And I think, you know, your kids just seeing um, taking care like my I am such a customer service person like I'm all about it. You can never give too much customer service. Right. And I think that was something that our kids our kids learn from us. And I think the idea, too, that um, it's hard work. It's hard work, but if you love it, it's it's worth so much. And, you know, Bill and I, we were able to kind of um, take care of our kids, you know, switch shifts and make it work. Um, but I think our kids saw how hard we worked, but how much we loved what we did. And I think that's that's really important. Yeah, and seeing both sides of it were... I mentioned in the 90s and early 2000s, her business was on top of Oswald's downtown Neighborville. So, you know, you could hang out with the workout equipment upstairs, upstairs go down and get some candy and, <laughs> and talk to the employees. But yeah, and you see that, you know, and as you mentioned, Bob, earlier, subconsciously, you're picking up on all these small things, how your mom takes care of her clients, how your dad works with the pharmacy staff to take care of the patients. And it's all there. And by the time I came back to the business, it's all the more reason I'm excited to be there and excited to carry on the legacy. Alex, one, one last question for you. What, what aspects of your family business do you hope to pass on to your children? Well, I, you know, I think it's that, that care and community. And like my dad said, and you've said, I have, I, you know, I'm not going to tell my kids they have to work in the business. <laughs> Matilda, my six-year-old, already said she's going to be president and then come work at Oswald. So we'll, we'll see if she still wants to do that in a couple decades. But um, I, I love bringing them to the store because really I think that was such a joy now being an adult with my own family. And like just looking back at that, the nostalgia of growing up in a small business like the pharmacy. And it's, it's, it's so special to bring them there and for them to have those experiences and and now we have a lot of lift chairs that they can sit in and play with. I didn't have that as a kid, you know. So I, I think they'll probably like scooters more than the lift chairs. So yeah, and and, and that's an. I'm not sure what my legacy will be. You know, I've just I've been there now six years, but as owner for just one year. And I think we talk a lot about each generation of the family and what they've imparted on the business to keep it going into the next generation. And watching my dad change the store with Beanie Babies in the 90s, but getting into gifts and toys, opening a 5,000 square foot medical equipment department. Like he left marks in the same way your, your father did when he computerized the pharmacy, or Grandpa Oswald did when he put in a soda fountain, or Grandpa yeah. Kester when he got rid of the soda fountain and got into <laughs> cosmetics. And it's just, yeah. you're always changing. And, and that's where you, the, the next generation, it's, it's just new ideas, it's youth. Yeah. And I look coming through the pandemic I knew it was time for me to kind of cycle out and the next generation take over because Alex was on top of everything. And he we, we get into laboratory services and all this stuff that I didn't have the energy and uh, or nor the inclination. <laughs> and I just think that the I've often said that I did business the way my great great grandfather did. You bought stuff, you sold stuff, you, or you bought stuff, took out add in the local paper, you sold stuff, you got more money, you bought stuff, you took an ad out, you sold, it was a cycle. And the, you look at the newspaper industry, the internet has changed everything. This, this next generation is doing business totally differently than, than any of the predecessors in the business, any of the ancestors. And it's, and kudos, Alex has been pretty much on top of it. And it, 
we're still here. <laughs> still here. 147 years later. All right. Kudos to Alex, Matilda for president. We're talking <laughs> generational wealth and legacy. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We all have a story to share, stories others can relate to, whether moments of sorrow or of hope and inspiration, whether a story of struggle or a moment of victory. Every little moment captured and shared helps us to feel more informed, helps us to feel more engaged with and connected to the community we all call home. Every little moment captured and shared adds up to something greater for us. That something is the collective story of Naperville, a city rich in its volunteer spirit, its diversity, its traditions and celebrations, and so much more. In Naperville, there are so many stories worth sharing. And for the past 35 years, it's been our honor to tell those stories and share them with you. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Lotus Women's Institute, helping companies attract, develop, and advance women in finance. Welcome back to Dana Being Dana, where we are talking all about the legacy we leave. Bob Jordan is still here with me, and we are now joined by legacy moms of a mother's organization called Jack and Jill of America Incorporated. Kelly, can you tell us about Jack and Jill? Sure. Well, Jack and Jill of America Incorporated was founded in 1938 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, this organization offers our children the opportunity um, for social engagement, um, cultural activities, as well as educational activities. Um, I myself was a member of the Chicago chapter of Jack and Jill uh, back in the day. Uh, and now um, I am a legacy member in the West Suburban Chicago chapter um, in my children are getting to experience everything I did. It's great. Crystal, tell us more about the legacy status of Jack and Jill and what that has meant to you. Well, the legacy status is maintained by a child that graduates out of Jack and Jill of America and their mother leaves the organization in good standing. They then have the opportunity to join Jack and Jill as the four of us did and become members with our own children. I personally grew up in the Cincinnati chapter. Um, I have a sister as well. And we had a wonderful experience. Our mother was very active in the chapter and encouraged us to be active as well. And I think that is why we decided that we wanted to bring our children in and offer the same opportunity to them. As Kelly stated, we do uh, service projects, we do philanthropy, we start that right when the children become members and they learn the whole aspect of the organization. And they really do enjoy getting to meet people that are just like them and learning more about the organization. We are all legacy members, as you said. I originated from the North Shore chapter where I grew up, and I am too a member of the Western Suburban Chicago chapter. Uh, Tiffany, yes. you are a legacy member through your mother-in-law, right. through your husband. Can you tell us about that experience and what that has meant for you? Certainly. Um, well, as you mentioned, I was not a member of Jack and Jill myself, nor was my mother. However, um, growing up and, and now as an adult, I can see the importance that my parents placed on, you know, exposure to new ideas and, and experiences, opportunity and community service and being rooted in a community. And that's something that I can see now that I can get through Jack and Jill. And I've seen that through the experiences that my husband and my mother-in-law have shared with me over the years. Yep. 
and your husband and I were actually that's both right in, in the same together. chapter. Um, and your your husband is a twin, Dr. Yes, Gomez. That's right, uh, Dr. Mark Gomez and his brother Brian. So it's nice to come full circle. Absolutely, um, I grew up with Kelly through Jack and Jill, um, mm -hmm. although we were in different chapters. So it's nice to have that community. Yeah. Bob, you participated in Jack and Jill in the Atlanta chapter as a child, and when your daughter Karen was growing up, you were in the North Shore chapter just like me. Uh, <laughs> what did that experience mean to you and your family then? Well, you have to remember growing up as I did, that was a long time ago. <laughs> but even then, uh, Jack and Jill in Atlanta was uh, quite a wonderful organization. And um, I think we probably had 15, 20 kids in the chapter that I was in. And many of them went on to, all of them went on to do uh, well in life. Mm -hmm. One was an ambassador, um, another married uh, the mayor of Atlanta. I mean, they, they've all done well because of much of the, the legacy that was taught that was stressed mm -hmm. to young people Definitely. about um, the need for you to do well, go to college, to graduate, to stay on that line, and to uh, be productive and to give back. Mm -hmm. The application process for this organization, like others, um, there's an application, there's sponsorship, and there's a vote to become a member. How is your legacy experience different uh, from that experience? I personally think that it was just such a relief to be able to come in without having to go through that process, um, to be honest. And I also think that knowing people that are like-minded just as you are and being able to come into an organization right away and offer that opportunity to your children it just gives you such comfort to be able to instill that in your children as you watch them grow up and see some of the same experiences that you had as a child i'll just add it was it was very encouraging because going through the process i saw that my mother-in-law had maintained contact with chapter former chapter mothers as well and they rallied around to help me and support my application so that encouraged me as well thinking about what the future might hold for me yeah, and the legacy status it also made me think um, oh thank you mom <laughs> for joining this organization so I can also give this gift to my children and just walk in and they can have this so it makes know, me we, think about that I can't stress the importance of and we were all I'm sure taught that you know that goes back to birds of a feather flock together mm -hmm. and if yes. you, your kids are hanging out with kids that are into um, mischief and so forth it's gonna if you're not careful drag your children into yes. it mm -hmm. and we were taught at an early age that you had to uh, succeed and do well mm -hmm. and the importance of not getting into trouble mm -hmm. and I can't tell you how many times just thinking about uh, not doing certain things that I could have was because of what I was taught. And the, uh, and, and, you know, I was just as active, you know, I played ball, we all were involved in everything, but you also knew you had to succeed, you couldn't mess up. Right. And that is key, that is so important. You get it in church, you get it in a lot of things, but with parents passing that down to you, it makes a difference. Absolutely, yeah. it does, I agree. Bob, your daughter Karen has joined Jack and Jill in the North Shore chapter as a legacy member, so your grandchildren will directly benefit from your actions. What do you hope they gain from that experience? I hope they gain lifelong friends. 
I know I did. Many of the um, young boys and girls that I grew up with remain my friends today. Ladies, what do you hope that your children gain from your legacy experience? I, I would agree with what Bob said. Uh, mm -hmm. My mother also uh, maintained friendships even after she had graduated out of the chapter. She became an associate, and so she did that for a little while to maintain those friendships. One thing I hope my daughters do maintain is just a life of service. I do think we really express that in our organization. We um, definitely encourage the kids to get involved, like I said, in an early Asian community service involvement. And I hope that they will maintain a life of service, doing more for others, and really just being grateful for the opportunity that they have been given to give back to others what they may not have been as fortunate to receive as they did. It's just to echo, echo that the service piece is so important and especially when children are young, it's hard to find structured opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, well, you can do things here and there, but it's harder to find those. So to have them be able to experience that with their own peer group, I think will help enforce it even more. Agreed, mm -hmm. definitely. I agree. And I have younger children in the chapter, um, so for me it's just starting out with building those friendships and those lifelong relationships and having those that they can lean on <laughs> when they're you know, having issues or anything like that through school, so I'm really excited for them. Bob, through your company, Video Family Biographies, you encourage families to leave for your descendants what you wish your ancestors had left for you. Can you tell us more about how Video Family Biographies assists families and creating their legacy? Well, I started doing these while I was still at WGN, and it was sort of a hobby company. But since I retired, I've put more effort into it, and it has grown. Um, these are 90-minute movies that we make for families and um, for them to preserve and protect their legacy. When did um, your family business begin? Uh, this whole effort of giving back, where did they go to school? Um, what business did they have? Who were your relatives? Um, and preserving that for future generations, we work with collaborate with other companies to do genealogy reports and written biographies and um, for african-american families you can only go back so far in the genealogy reports before you hit a wall of slavery but that still takes you back quite a ways and uh, you can find out a lot about your ancestors that way and it's really fascinating that people today are doing more and more of this and um, it helps kids to have pride in their families and remember that, you know, I can't mess up. You know, when you might want to do this or do that, when one of your buddies is saying, hey, man, let's go over here and do this, and you're thinking, no, 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 I can't do that. The ancestors are watching. That's yeah, they right. are watching. Yes. <laughs> it yes. makes a difference. It, it does. does. It does. Yeah. For all of you, you know, what legacy do you hope to pass on to your children and grandchildren? It, it really ties in, I think, to the service aspect again. That's something that has been really important in our family in general, with my husband and I, through the work that we do in the community and through the podcasting we do with the health system and trying to educate people. And I think our kids are young, so they probably don't understand exactly what we're, what we're doing. However, as they start to be engaged themselves, I hope that they can develop a deeper appreciation for what we do and why we do it and carry that on. As yes. they age and We're not just kids. the ATM. That's right. <laughs> yes. You have exactly. to give back. Giving exactly. back to exactly. the community is so yes. important. 
It is. And I would agree with uh, Tiffany on the service aspect. But in addition to that, I would also like to have my daughters, I have two daughters, value friendship and how important that is. And as a result of this organization, they have lifelong friends and that they do maintain that. And they continue on the legacy that we've given to them by actually becoming members themselves and being able to offer that to their children, that it's just not a stopping point as we are all now uh, second generation uh, members and we're raising our third generation to possibly be in the organization, that they will take value in that and that they will continue to carry the organization on. And in addition to a life of service and friendship, I would also say um, instilling a sense of confidence in our children and them being proud of who they are. Yes. And they can they get all of that yes. <laughs> through yes. this organization. And of course, they see you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you four beautifully intelligent women, and you all have set such wonderful examples for your children. So they see that at home, <clears throat> and all of you are involved in. Uh, in community work and doing things that the, the public doesn't even know you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not important. You don't do it for the recognition. Right, 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 you exactly. do it because you know it has to be done. Mm -hmm. And Karen has seen me, has grown up seeing me on many boards and doing a lot of things and her mother. And so it's natural for her. Your children are growing up watching you do those same things and it becomes natural for them to give back and they don't think a thing about it. Right. And, and, and it, it helps. It helps our overall community in ways that people don't even realize. That's right. Absolutely. absolutely. Yes. I agree. That's right. I absolutely agree. <laughs> there is a moment when you are born and a moment when you die. Life is about the meaningful moments in between and what you do in them that matters. Your life, your legacy. What type of legacy are you leaving? It is so much more than money. Thank you to my guests, especially Bob Jordan, for joining me today and more importantly, for the legacies that you are creating for yourself and your families. Special thanks to the Lotus Women's Institute for the work that you do in helping others define their legacy in so many ways. Hopefully you have been entertained, if not encouraged or inspired. I do not promise to be an expert, nor do I have all the answers. I'm just Dana being Dana. See you next time. This episode of Dana Being Dana is brought to you in part by Lotus Women's Institute, helping companies attract, develop, and advance women in finance.